I may not have, I may not have, I may have spared you of any further conversation from here. So, lesson learned. <clears throat> it is a joy that Wiki and I will have the Lord willing and the Lord tarrying. That by the end of the month we will have spent half our year with you. And Brother Delat, don't ever worry about compliments swelling me up. There's enough of the other that it balances out. Thank you so much. Those are very kind words. I appreciate them. And Brother Grant says many nice things as well. And many of you privately, the Lord bless you. Thank you so much. It seems like it was Sports Afield Mag here today. We're getting hunting stories, stories of the woods and the plains. And, and uh, so I, I went hunting this week. But it wasn't deer, it was pheasants. And I'll tell you the reason I tell this story in a minute. I've never seen the time when <clears throat> these birds would, the dogs would go on point and the bird wouldn't flush and we'd look and there they were and they would just explode at your feet finally into the air. <clears throat> I, I've been deer hunting before and your eyes are almost in a strain unless you're hunting on Brother DeLatte's lease. You're looking for the sighting of any kind of, of a fur-bearing animal, preferably deer. And you're looking and you're looking you're in your stand and you're looking hard. You're looking for movement, you know, and you know that you're not going to hear them when they step into the place. And I would have missed some birds this week if I had not paid attention, if I had not looked hard, if I had not paid attention uh, one bird, I even had to kind of give him a boot encouragement to, to fly. And I remember hunting for deer and finally seeing, you know, in the funny papers they have this thing, is it called a hologram where there, there's a hidden image in this thing and, and you pull it up to your nose and you pull it out to about a foot from your eyes and you let your eyes relax and look through the page and... Hopefully, you will eventually see what was there all along. And I've seen deer materialize. I didn't shoot because I didn't have clarity there, but I saw them. I saw that they were there. I saw them looking at me. The blessings of God are many times like that. They do not explode into our sight they do not just suddenly appear down the sendero and we can take our shot and harvest a blessing. We have to look for them. I remember uh, my mother in times of disciplining me, and it seemed that I thought then that it was her chief pleasure um, to give me whippings, <clears throat> to make me sadistically go out and choose the switch defoliate it and bring it to her and go get another one if I had not chosen correctly. Sadistic. I hope she makes heaven. 
And I, I remember her standing before me and holding that stick and kind of giving herself a pre-switching. She's doing like this on her own leg. And the question she would ask me was, Craig, did you hear me? Well, you know, I don't know. I never had children, so I don't know how reasonable that is because they are so smitten with the fear of pains to come that we're not in a reasoning mode of did we hear verbal commands. It's just like, let's get whatever you're going to do to me over. But that was the question. Did you hear what I said to you? And frequently afterwards, did you hear what I said to you? And I feel that the Lord wants us today not in discipline or to harm us or to bring us into pain, but to ask us this question when we are in times of stress and need. Did you hear what I said to you? 1 John 5, 14 says, This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. It is so difficult, it seems, for our carnal side of the mind to grasp that. Is it really that simple? but he is asking us to hear him, not just with the organic part of our natural ear, but to hear him in our spirit that he is speaking words of provision. He has spoken words of provision. He is speaking words of provision to us. And if we can make a choice to hear him, over what logic is saying, sorry to be repeating myself, over what the natural life is saying, over the fears of natural sequences are saying to us that we can receive the outpouring and the release of the many blessings and provisions that are already in store on deposit to our name. The first thing that we have to get right in this is we have to get the accuracy right. That's why the word is so important, that we pour over his words. I, we, we must never assume anything. It seemed that my dad, less frequently than mom, uh, would get joy in chastising me. And I remember when I had my driver's license, it was perhaps 18, 19 years old, friends called me up late one night and said, hey, join us down at Galveston, and uh, we've got an RV down here. Come on down here and spend the night with us. Well, Mom and Dad were in bed, and, and so I uh, had my driver's license, and I, Dad knew my friend, and so I, I took the family car. 
And I drove an hour and 45 minutes down to Galveston with confidence that, hey, this is great. We're going to have a good time. And I spent the night, and uh, something triggered in my mind along toward morning that maybe I should check back in with them. These were the days before cell phones. And so I just uh, elected, told my friends goodbye, enjoyed the night, the fellowship, and I drove them back home. And uh, Dad was uh, needing to have a conversation with me. And uh, what in the world were you thinking? And I said, I just assumed that it was all right with you. And he said, son, assumptions will get you into trouble as you are now. You did not hear my word on this. And as a result of that, thankfully, it was just a verbal chastisement and not a stick or a piece of leather. And I took it to heart, and I never did that again. I listened to what he said, and we must never assume anything. We must not assume anything that our eyes or our ears or our senses or touch are telling us. We must go by the word of of the Lord. Why? Because heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. What he said is good in thick times and in thin times. His word is true in famine. It is true in prosperity. His word does not lie. And if we pour ourselves into him and his words into us. We will see the change in our world. It will drastically, dramatically, wonderfully change and those around us will say, what in the world? How did you do that? I paid attention to what he said to me. We have our accuracy where forgiveness is concerned. First John 1 and 9. A lot of times we think, well, I, I don't feel forgiven. I've asked the Lord to forgive me, but I don't feel forgiven. But he said, does what he said matter? He said, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. has nothing to do with what I feel. You ever had a bath and came out still feeling bad? You trust the soap. You trust the hot water. Not how you feel. Praise God. I've done my evolution for the morning and it is done. doesn't matter how I feel. Glory to God. So when I sin, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. I can ask him, I can confess my sin to him. He is faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. And if I hold to his word, the good feelings will eventually follow. Praise God. I have this accuracy where my finances are concerned. Malachi, the third chapter. Bring the tithe into the storehouse and 
Prove me now herewith and see if I'll not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You'll not have room enough to receive it. I just could run around the church on that one if it would help anybody else. Come on. And you must stand by his word until you see that happen in your life. And and be looking for the evidences of this. Every, Every little thing that I get Yesterday I came into town early and uh, I stopped at the hotel about noon. I thought, you know, usually I've just seen them say, I'm sorry, sir, we don't check in until 3 o'clock. Okay, um, I'm going to tour your town while I'm waiting. But I walked up to the desk and the lady said, I mean, I've seen them with with no cars in sight, no rooms checked, but 3 o'clock. The lady said, well, yes, sir, step right up here. I have your room and it is ready. And you know what? When I got in the room, I just said, thank you, Jesus. Why? I'm looking. I I am expecting his favor everywhere I turn, every direction that I turn. I'm expecting his favor. I'm minimizing things that look big because I am expecting his favor. I wonder what would happen if you and me would join together and say, praise God, this is a stupendous day for me. I am expecting your favor, Lord. I am expecting promotions. I am expecting your presence. I am expecting the pleasures of God. I am expecting these things. I am expecting minimizing everything that has been bad before. Pastor shared with me this past week, there's a precious lady in his church who had a diagnosis of cancer. And um, her husband and her children, I think they probably invented negativism. If not, they were certain descendants of those that did. And... uh, When the pastor's son came up and announced that they were in the family way, this brother came over to him and sideways, you know, buddy, get ready for a life of stress, life of pain, life of lack, and kids going to take it from you. And uh, somebody asked his wife, how in the world are you so positive? when you have received such a diagnosis. She said, I don't know. The word of the Lord says to me some things. And she says, I will live and not die and declare the glory of God. Where did you get that? I got it from the word of the Lord. And there she is surrounded by negativism and defeating reports, but she's standing firm because she's made a choice to go by what did he say? We have our accuracy where healing is concerned with his stripes 
we are healed. There's no buts. There's nothing in parentheses. It is with his stripes we are healed. Isn't that right? You and I have such a highly developed sense of faith in man, man's systems, man's ways of doing things. I'm not talking about ignoring laws of the land and so on and so forth, but I am talking about our confidence that is misplaced in mankind when the Lord has given us the sure path to glory and to victory and success. And he has given us his word concerning salvation. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. I, I, think, I think that a lot of us have um, a portion that we have missed and it is that when we have missed a blessing, when we do not see the windows of heaven open in our life and blessings being poured out in such a dimension that we do not have room enough to receive it, that we don't take the product back to the creator. You know, if you, if you buy a microwave, it doesn't work. You take it back. Y'all do do that in Baytown, right? You you do, you do returns. We do. We are we are we have a graduate degree in returns. In fact, Walmart told me not long ago said, "I'm sorry, sir. Unless you have a receipt, you have too many returns for this year." But she said, "I'm going to favor you." I said, "Glory to God! There's the favor of God all over again." I'm going to do it this one time. Our fault is in not taking the product that we see back to the creator, back to the originator, and asking him, Sir, if I may, you said that if I would pay tithe and by implication offerings, that you would open the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing that I'd not have room enough to receive it, and you would rebuke the devourer for my sake, but I'm not seeing the windows of heaven open. I do have a lot of room left to receive. And it looks like every mater that I have planted is dead. So what's going on? What is going on? And if you will wait patiently for him, he will show you what needs to be added or what needs to be subtracted in order for his word to line up in your life. Praise the Lord. I'm confident of that because I have had to question him a few times. Well, I'm not going to question the Lord. Well, you're not like Abraham because Abraham did. You're not like Mary because Mary said, how is this going to happen to me seeing I know not a man? Come on. 
we have a right to respectfully and humbly ask the Lord, what did I miss? Always assume that he is true and everything down here is in disarray. And when I listen to him, he will tell me. He'll say, well, your wife is spending too much money. I mean, I don't know. Or he may say, you are spending too much money. One time uh, I asked the Lord about that and he said, uh, I said, Lord, why is this blessing not activating? And he said, you've been sowing your seed to feed your greed. Hmm. You know what? He was exactly right. And so everything that I had that was evidence of my greed, I did my part immediately. I said, Lord, I'll fix that. Before I had a chance to do the first thing to fix that, the blessing started coming and flowing again. Come on, you come into the prayer meeting and you have a wonderful, wonderful visitation of the presence of the Lord and you step out into the lobby and, and before you know it, you're talking about somebody. You come back in expecting to step right back up into the presence of the Lord and you can't get there. You say, Lord, what happened? He said, uh, I heard you say some bad things about your sister, your brother. Go make that right. And he taught that in the Word. That if we would read it and heed it, things would be all right with us because we've grieved the Holy Spirit. That's not greed, the Holy Spirit. So we have our accuracy on this, and then we have our acceptance in verse 14. If This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. That's the acceptance that we have. And then finally, we have our abundance. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So you do, what do you do between the time that you ask and the grant manifests? That's where a lot of us have gotten that far. But we give up in the interlude. So what am I to do? I am to worship him. I am to thank him. What do you suppose Abraham did for nine months after he got the, the promise? He couldn't look at his own body. I don't know if he was on a walker or not, but uh, 100 years old, he could have been stooped a little bit. But the Bible said he considered not his own body. He kept his focus on what God said. Now, obviously, during the Christmas season, we do need to pay attention to our bodies a little bit, okay? I haven't even gotten into the holiday eating time yet, and already I am in trouble. I find myself wanting to wear sweatpants all the time. I know no one here has that problem. I saw the donuts and wept this morning. 
because I knew that I cannot even have one. I'd have a bulldozer to put my pants on this morning. And even then they were, the motor was grinding. But if you will make a decision today that when God says, did you hear what I said? That's what he's saying to us. Did you hear what I said to you? It's not because he's angry or wanting to discipline us or hurt us or harm us. He wants us to hear because he wants his children. They, ask, uh, they had done a, a documentary or something on President Bush, George H.W. He said, what, what, what about your children? What did you do? He said, I wanted them to succeed. I wanted them to go higher than I went. Don't you think that if an earthly father feels that way and you earthly fathers feel that way, that our heavenly father, how much more? Does the Heavenly Father want to give that to us? Let's stand together now, please. I'd like for everybody that would like to sign on to this afresh and anew, would you please gather with me here to the front? You say, my God, are you ever going to preach about anything else? Well, there's nothing else to preach about because until we do this, we'll never have what he has promised us. And I don't even like the word promise anymore. I like the word provision. Promise seems as if it's to come. Provision is already allocated. It's already allocated. Yes. And the only thing we have to have is faith to take it out. Go down the street in H-E-B, get you a loaf of bread, try to walk out with it, you probably will be arrested. But if you go in there with a debit card, a credit card, or cash, You'll come out with what you went in for. Isn't that right? And when we have heard what he said and decide to stand by his word against what eyes and ears and the senses are telling us, then we will begin to receive. And it's always magnanimous. A little song we used to sing, you can't outgive God. Come on, no matter how hard you try. Because if you believe in obeying him and believing in the seed that you sow, every obedience is a seed that you can expect results. Man to man, lady to lady, let's believe together right now. Let's pray. Let's commit ourselves to a fresh faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. Father, today we thank you for every believer that is here today that believe in some areas of their life, but Lord, want to expand their faith in you that the blessings, the richness of your presence, of your glory, of your goodness, of your power can be mightily shown forth in our lives. Hallelujah, Lord. The blessings of finance, the blessings of health, the blessings, Lord God, of, of, of abundant relationships that are full of peace and harmony. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that believes. We thank you that they may be encouraged, Lord, to stand by your word, to see the glorious, glorious release of 
your power and your presence. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, we bless you. We bless you. We come and adore you. We come and lift your name, and we come and thank you for the assurance that we have from your word that when we have asked this, you have heard us, and the angels are nearby to assist us in our endeavors, in our growth, in moving from faith to faith and victory to victory. We thank you in Jesus' Wonderful, wonderful name, Pastor.